You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! Welcome to episode 32! On today's episode, we are in Uganda and we're going from Kabali Forest to Fort Portal and then to Seneliki National Park, which is one of the most ancient forests in all of Africa, as well as Lake Boyani, which we go to visit an ex-leper colony. And then we're going to Kasese, which is uh, at the foothills of the Rubenzori Mountains. So it's an action-packed episode, and we'll be covering about 450 miles taking us up to 15,620 miles on my 30,000 mile road trip. So over halfway in mileage. <laughs> okay, so to pick up where we left off, which was on day 207. So in the last episode, <laughs> you hear about Kabali Forest. So we leave there after our being attacked by a colony of fire ants. Very painful. And then also added to our bites collection, which was quite extensive after the fleas from Agnes's house in Sese Islands. So we managed to hitch a free ride to Fort Portal. So it's only about an hour or so from Kabali. And we is my friend Claire and I. Uh, I met Claire in Nairobi and we've been traveling together all through Uganda and a bit of Kenya. So probably been together about five or six weeks by now. So once we got back into Fort Portal, we managed to find a pickup truck that was going to Seneliki National Park, which was handy. I stayed with the truck and Claire went to get some food supplies because we knew that there was really the campsite we were going to. There was nothing there, really. <laughs> so just set in this beautiful forest, very lush, very green. As usual, they loaded that pickup truck to the max. <laughs> Probably 30 people in there. And even more annoying, the amount of room I had, I had to stand stork-like for the whole three-hour drive of very bumpy roads in between two guys who were just like slime balls, making the moves on me and trying to grope me. And uh, it was basically three hours of pure hell. <laughs> and like I said, very bumpy roads too. Although, let me tell you, they did get a few elbows in the guts from me. So, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. And this whole drive, you're driving through the Siniliki Plateau, which is, like I said, it's so beautiful. It's crazy. Uganda in general, it was an absolutely beautiful country. So we finally pull up to this campground and I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> and like I said, there really wasn't anything there except for a small clearing on the side of a hill. So you're not even on flat land. Although there was a like a roofed shelter, so no walls, but just a roof, and that's where the campfire was. Like, But there was four English people there, which was great, and they happened to be VSO workers in Kenya. So they were really cool, very welcoming, and like I said, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it was beautiful. 
And then the one guy, Paul, he was a scouser from Liverpool. Claire and I were battered. <laughs> we were just knackered and, yeah, bruised and battered, shall we say. So he ended up sparking up a big fat joint. We're like, okay, this thing's have got looked up, but, you know, looking up already. <laughs> we smoked them, you know, chatted with them for a bit. Then we both set up our tents and we had just run out of dope. So we're like, I said to Paul, I was like, hey, do you happen to have any that we could buy off you? Sure. Grabs a plastic bag, you know, like a grocery bag. He's like, follow me. And they had a, a Land Rover. So we go back to the Land Rover. He opens the, the, the back, the boot, and takes out the spare tire. And underneath the spare tire, there's this huge burlap sack just full of beauty buds. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've never seen so much in my life. And he just literally fills up this plastic grocery bag full of buds. And he's like, Merry Christmas. Here you go. I'm like, you don't want any money? He's like, no, don't worry about it. Look how much we've got. <laughs> he goes, that whole burlap sack cost me $10. And I got it from the pygmies that live in the area. Okay, thank you so much. And let me tell you, that plastic bag of dope has its own travel story. You'll hear all about those in future episodes. That's pretty funny. So we're like, happy days. Okay, this is great. <laughs> and even better, it only cost us $2 at the time to get into the park and there was no camping fees. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> two bucks. I think it only cost us about two bucks to get there too. So that was okay. Now do remember, this is back in 1993. Oh, and when I was setting up my tent, saw that one of my tent poles, I only had two <laughs> tent poles, uh, was snapped. So that was great. So my tent was a little bit wonky. We stayed up till about 1130 at night, chatting and smoking and it's great times. But the next day I woke up at six in the morning and puked my guts out. I don't know what it was. I thought I might've had some maize that was off or something. I don't even know if maize went off, but maybe a touch of food poisoning. So just basically took it easy that day because obviously I was not feeling great. However, I did manage to start smoking at noon. <laughs> so I said to Claire, I was like, I think we're becoming the African Cheech and Chong <laughs> a lot lately. Plus, we only had a few days left in Uganda, so we had to get through that bag. <laughs> well, as much as we could, basically. So on day 209, Paul asked me if I wanted to go with him to where he met the pygmies and bought the dope from. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So we drove through, you know, like the countryside, down some back roads. I don't know where we were, but like I said, it's so green and lush and beautiful, this whole area. About half an hour later, he pulls over and I, we're in a field of marijuana plants, 12 feet tall. As far as you could see was just plants. It was amazing. Marijuana plants are beautiful, I think, anyways. To this day, I've never seen so many plants, especially growing out in the wild. Unfortunately, we couldn't, the pygmies didn't come out. So we didn't get to meet any of those people, which would, well, I would have loved to have met, met them. Anyway, so yeah, so we just kind of drove back. And then shortly after we got back, the the Brits had to get back to Kenya because they, they had to work the next day. So they left. So it was just Claire and I. We realized it was a Friday because we're in the middle of nowhere, but it was a Friday. So no banks were open until Monday. And back then it was only traveler's checks or cash, right? And we, at that point, we had $12 between us. <laughs> but hey, like I said, we're in the middle of nowhere, so nothing to spend on. But we also realized the Brits accidentally took one of our bags of food. So now we had our lady food as well. And to top it all off, we ran out of matches. So couldn't light a fire, like campfire. And it was like, oh God, this day's getting worse. We got attacked by, I don't know what kind of insects... 
but we were covered in red splotches. So now we have the flea bites, the ant bites, and these new mystery bites. Like I said, the red splotches. It, I looked like I had a disease. <laughs> and the itching was driving me bonkers. But Claire <laughs> looked even worse. Oh my God. Because her face, I didn't get too many of my face, but her face was just covered in red splotches. Like it looked like she had a case of measles and chicken pox together. It was ridiculous. So that was not great. <laughs> we couldn't even smoke now because we had no lights. I was like, oh my God. Also, we didn't know how the hell we were getting out of there, like how we were going to get transport because we hardly saw any cars go past us. And it's like, okay, this is going to be fun. That night, Claire and I, you know, sitting up under this little wallless hut. And this, honestly, it looked like an alien space mobile <laughs> just kind of pulls up. Like, what the hell is that? And it was, it was like almost like a tubular, completely silver. I guess kind of like a camp truck. I don't know. We're like, what is this? Have aliens come to rescue us? Have they heard our pleas? <laughs> Anyways, five German guys get out of it. And there was also a motorbike attached to the back of the, this camp truck. But it was it kind of looked like a, you know, Winnebago, kind of that size. It was pretty big. But just how it was, it was just this tubular cylinder, silver mobile on wheels, basically. <laughs> The German guys come up and join us. They're really, really nice. And I'm like, have you guys got any matches <laughs> or a lighter or something? They're like, oh, yeah, sure. So they, they had some matches they gave us. And in return, I gave them, you know, a handful of dope and they were thrilled. So it was happy days all around. And now a quick sponsor break. So the number one reason I use this website to book most of my accommodations when I travel around the world is because they often offer a 24 to 48 hour free cancellation fee plus they are a price comparison site so you get the cheapest price possible so head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking and you'll also be helping support the show so i thank you for that okay now back to the show one last reminder if you want to save yourself money on your accommodation and get the free 24 to 48 cancellation fees on most bookings then please head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking. Okay, back to the show. And to add to that, they're like, oh, okay, well, we can drive, we can give you a ride tomorrow back to Fort Portal. Like, oh my God, you guys are our little saviors. This is awesome. So we managed to get, you know, get a bonfire going and just sat around and made some dinner and chatted to them and smoked, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice night. I ended up crashing at about 10 p.m., and was out cold. I slept till 9 a.m. That was probably the longest, the best sleep I'd had this whole trip so far, like in seven months. <laughs> of course, I'm still being bitten, but I didn't feel them. I was just out cold, which was really nice. I felt so much better after that sleep. So after breakfast, we packed up and hopped on the space mobile, and it was just awesome. They had everything inside, including their dog. They even brought their dog. <laughs> and they had come down from Germany through Morocco, through West Africa, and they were heading down to Cape Town. So they're kind of doing a very similar trip to me, but I was on East Africa and through Europe and the Middle East. But that was cool. Like I said, I rarely met people who did this kind of Europe to Cape Town trip, but they were traveling in luxury. <laughs> Not sardine can matatus. So, of course, you know, I rolled a couple of joints first in the back, gave the one to them. I had one and just, you know, chill it on the couch, watching the beautiful views go by. This is the way to travel, really. 
So we got back to Fort Portal about three hours later, said our thank yous and our goodbyes, and then headed back to the hotel we'd stayed at before and managed to even get our same room back. So that was cool. So after we dropped our bags, we were like, okay, we went to Claire's favorite coffee house, St. Michael's, because we've been to Fort Portal a few times. So we knew, and it, Fort Portal is a sweet little town, and we knew it quite well, because like I said, we've been there about three or four times. But on my way, I realized I'd left, like I had a little bum bag, I guess, which had my Swiss Army knife, my Ray-Bans in it, all my little mementos I'd picked up on my trip so far. I left it in the Space Mobile. Oh, no. So I just kind of raced to where they dropped us off, but no sign of Space Mobile. So I kind of just walked through town almost in a trance-like state, just looking for the Space Mobile. And every three minutes yelling out, shit! <laughs> or other things. <laughs> oh, I was so sad. I was just like, I can't believe I've lost this. You know, like Swiss Army Knife, I really need that. My Ray-Bans, shades, I need those. And just all the little mementos, which are irreplaceable. I was about to give up. Corner of my eye, I catch a glint of silver. I'm like, oh my God. So I run around the corner and it's there. I'm like, yes. Now the boys weren't there, but it was right outside the market. So I went into the market to find them and I did. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> so yeah, managed to get my bum bag back. Happy days. I was so happy, so relieved. And the boys were great. And then like, you know, they took off. In the market, I just picked up some food for ourselves as well. And then just kind of met Claire again. We had some dinner and back to the room, got stoned again. <laughs> so the next day was, so the next day was a Sunday and now there's just not much to do. No banks open. Like, remember, we still had no money. <laughs> well, we had like 12 bucks, which we've now kind of almost spent on uh, groceries in the market and dinner. It also was a kind of a rainy overcast day. So because I'd been to the market day before, day before so we did have some food so we were out in the morning just to get a cup of tea and we bumped into our friend Jeremy who we we had met in Kampala and gone to the Sese Islands together with him and he had just come back from Zaire to see the gorillas and he was just like oh yeah it was awesome I got to see them in some cornfields because this was where Claire and I were, were doing this right we're going gorilla trekking in Zaire I was like which is awesome and you saw them but I was thinking to myself I really hope I don't see them in cornfields <laughs> I really want to see them in the jungle but hey-ho, he saw them. He said they're amazing. So that was cool. So literally the rest of the day, Claire and I just decided we would have a Cheech and Chong marathon and see who could roll the biggest joints and see how stoned we could possibly get. Because <laughs> we only had a few days left in Uganda. We still had a lot of stash left. So we literally just ate, played cards, and, and smoked. It was ridiculous. A lot of laughing as well, but oh my gosh. Well, that night at about 2.30 in the morning, I got up and I hurled like I didn't even make it to the bathroom I hurled over the veranda not cool I was so sick and then at 5 30 and at 7 30 in the morning same thing I did make it to the bathroom those two times also had really bad diarrhea not good at all I was like what did we eat yesterday this is not good plus like we're on the move today so I was like oh this sucks so and I was a little bit worried because I mean, this is like the fourth time I've been sick in the last few days. So I didn't know if I picked up a bug or, you know, some tropical disease. So that wasn't cool. Also with my rare blood illness, whenever I'm ill or tired or anything like that kicks in it too. So I have get all pain and inflammation throughout my body. So yeah, not feeling great at all. So we decided that we would split up our journey to the Zaire border and two kind of thing. So it's a little bit easier for me. So we go, went to the bank, 
Finally got some money, which is nice. Although we knew we were leaving a couple days. So it was like, just change about 50 bucks between us. We decided we would spend the night in Kasisi, which is at the, the foothills of the Runesworn Mountains, which are beautiful. And they're known as the Moon Mountains as well. Then we couldn't figure out how we we're going to get there. So we tried hitching for an hour. No luck. <laughs> so we went back to the taxi park and managed to get front seats for the first time ever in the Matatu, pickup Matatu. And honestly, I think that's still probably my most comfortable Matatu ride in my life. <laughs> I was like, this is so much better. The front seat, you know, back seat, there's three people starting packed in there. So that was nice. And it took about two hours to get to Kasesi. It cost about two bucks. And then we found the infamous Sad Hotel, which is this, this huge hotel that was in the Lonely Planet. You just get a mattress on the floor, like a double mattress on the floor. But it was only two bucks a night. So, okay. And they did have hot showers. So that's always a big bonus in my books. <laughs> yeah. And they just kind of, I just read and chilled on the bed for most of the day, just trying to feel better, basically. So I didn't eat all day. So about seven o'clock, we went downstairs because they had a restaurant there, which again was supposed to be very good. We got the chef's special and it was amazing. We got this fish, I think it was tilapia. It was so big, it didn't even, like, it overhanged on the plates, both sides. Like, it was huge. And then chips and some spinach. It was, it was delicious. It was like $3 or something like that. But I couldn't even finish it all, even though I hadn't eaten all day. It was funny. While we were in the restaurant, there was this three American girls sitting near us. They were from Florida. And basically, they, we could overhear them. They were, had a, on a two-month trip in Africa. And they were convinced that they are going to go from Harare to Cairo, and see everything in two months. <laughs> Claire, I'm just going, I don't think so. <laughs> but they were like the opposite of Claire and I. They were like loads, like tons of makeup on, skin tight clothes, just typical girly girls. <laughs> if they make it, I'll be surprised. <laughs> they don't have a nervous breakdown somewhere along the lines. But it was just kind of an easy bit for Claire and I, really. <laughs> two months to go that far without flying, not a chance. So the next day, you could see. Rosari Mountains, and they look so cool. And everyone we had met that had done it, they're like, yeah, the vegetation and the environment is completely different to anything you've ever seen before. And that's why they call them the Moon Mountains, just because it's so bizarre. But then they said, you know, it's a really hard hike, and a lot of it you're hiking through bog. Plus, it was $250 to do a seven-day hike. And we didn't have the time. Like we had a few days left on our Ugandan visa. So we kind of had to just look at them longingly because <laughs> even for one day hike, it was $42. And we just didn't have, couldn't afford it and didn't have the time really. So we could just look at them from a distance, sadly. We were like, okay, we got to get, got to get on the move. So we found a station wagon taxi, only 12 adults jammed in there. So that was pretty good going to take us to Kabali. It took about three hours to get there. Like again, still absolutely beautiful countryside. You know, even when you're very uncomfortable, at least you have these beautiful views to, to look at. I got to Kabali, which is known as the little Switzerland of Africa. And it is really lovely. Like I said, you have all the mountains around you. Town is really cute. A lot of wood buildings. Really nice vibe. So yeah, it was really sweet. Found a really nice hotel which was only $1.50 a night, which is great and for our own double room. So that was nice. But it had a beautiful wood veranda. And there were some other travelers, really nice travelers staying there too. So bonus. On day 214, that happened to be my seven month and travel anniversary since I left Canada. And it was Claire's fifth month. So that was kind of random that we had the same kind of travel anniversary. 
So in the morning, we just did some bits and bobs, like laundry, although I gave most of mine to our favorite waiter, our favorite restaurant called Twinkoats. Because I, talking to John, I found out that he worked like at least 12 hours a day and only got one to two days off a month for $10 a month. He did some laundry on the side, but they got to keep at least 100% of that. So I gave him my laundry. I'm like, you go to town, bud. It was crazy. I mean, the average wage back then, which probably isn't much more now, to be honest, but was only $20 a month. Just ridiculous. That's another thing. Like, put into perspective, especially when I see other travelers, like, really being rude, really bargaining hard over five cents or 10 cents. So it's like, you know, put things into perspective, guys. Like, come on. Pay what you think it's worth. But these guys have nothing, you know, so be, you know, a little, be a little bit generous, basically. So as I was walking through the, you know, the little Switzerland of Africa, <laughs> it's just filled with all these bicycle taxis. I, it was crazy. There were so many of them. Oh, okay. So I managed to find this little shop that, you know, fixed bikes. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them, but fixed bikes. I thought, oh, okay, why don't I get some rubber tubing that goes in the tires to try and fix my tent pole? So I did that. It worked actually, so that was I thought it was pretty smart. <laughs> and then I went to another shop, and this old guy was there because my tevas, like my sandals, were just falling apart. They're barely on my feet. So yeah, he fixed them all up. He put new soles on both of them. Good to go. Really hoping they last me, and because he couldn't find those kind of tevas, like tevas in Africa. Happy days. And that's the thing about Africa, like they are so inventive and clever. Like they can fix anything usually with recycled materials as well so really smart they just know how things to make things last and last and last unlike our disposable society that we all live in now you know something slightly breaks throw it out get a new one brutal twinkos was our favorite restaurant because it was a local restaurant it was really cheap and pretty good food but we just became claire and i like a hit at the restaurant we'd have get so much attention there it was ridiculous <laughs> but we just kept going back a lot of african staples so we had dinner like beans rice potatoes the only thing that was a bit of a drawback you just get asked the same questions like every <laughs> like 15 seconds 30 seconds sometimes especially when you're walking through town or you know, in the restaurant, people coming up to you. I get it. They're curious. It's cool. Like, I'm super friendly. It just gets a little bit tedious because these are the three questions. What is your name? Where are you from? Where are you going? Are you married? <laughs> well, four. <laughs> I guess. Are you married? It's usually the men. Hey, ho. You just suck it up and be nice. So later that night, when we go back to the hotel, on our way back, the electricity went out in the whole town. So I thought for sure we were going to be run over by some bike taxis, but we made it back in one piece. Veranda, it was beautiful, like it all candlelight and there was a bunch of travelers on there. So we just sat and chatted to them. And there's a really lovely South African couple, which I got along really well with. So chatted to them quite a bit. But the next day, 215, we decided we were going to go to Lake Banyani which apparently is this beautiful lake with 31 little islands. And one of the islands was an ex-leper colony, which was weird, but let's check it out. We met this guy, Christoph, in town and found out that he was, he had a canoe and he, you know, was a guide, more transport than a guide, to be honest. But anyways, we're like, okay, cool, we'll go with you. So he's like, okay, well, follow me. It's seven, six to seven kilometer walk. Oh, no transport there. <laughs> okay. But we had left our big bags in storage and just packed our little day bags because we were just going for one night to stay on the island. So off we went, although luckily halfway uh, an Austrian family picked us up, so that was cool. <laughs> got to the lake and got in his canoe, and we helped paddle him. It took about an hour to get the island we were going to. 
but it is just stunning. So stunning. Like there's the foothills in the background and like I said, just so green and lush. And like all the little islands dotted, you know, varying sizes. We got to our little island and Christoph took us to this little house, which is where I guess we were staying. And it just had two pretty dingy bedrooms in there, but it was only a couple bucks a night. Or like, it's just one night we can, we can handle it. <laughs> I've slept on roads, so I can handle this. And then he took us, there's a little craft school there for handicapped people who work there and make crafts to sell. And really, really nice. And that used to be, I guess, part of the leper colony, which is so sad. So for years, like not just Uganda, I think it was kind of that whole area of East Africa, they would just send all the lepers on these islands to just fend for themselves. Luckily, that has stopped, but also handicapped people too. They just send them there like ostracized on these islands. Too brutal. Luckily that stopped many years ago. But there was a few lepers still on the island and I met a couple. You know, just smiles, big smiles, and you know, they're missing limbs or whatever, right? It's a brutal disease. Anyways, everyone else was very, you know, they were all the people were very friendly and very nice. And then we met our cook, our chef, whatever. <laughs> she was called May, just the sweetest lady. So she brought us dinner uh, that night, which was beans and rice, of course. <laughs> But like I said, the views are beautiful because you are up a couple thousand meters sea above sea level. So it was a little bit chilly, which is nice because we've been so hot for a lot of other places. That was fine. Told Christoph to pick us up the next day, no later than noon because we had to get going to the Zaire border. Of course, he got there about one. <laughs> Africa time. <laughs> Paddle back in the canoe. That took another hour. And then we had to walk the whole way back. So that took us, I don't know, about an hour and a half. Popped into Twinkles for some refreshments and then back to our hotel, got our old room back. On our way back, we decided that because it's our last night in Uganda, let's get a bottle of local wine, which was called Banapo wine, which literally tasted like rubbing alcohol, <laughs> but it did get you drunk. <laughs> We got a couple more beers on top of that. We're on our verandas. That's what we're drinking. And the South African couple there and the other few, some cool travelers. So it was a great night. Like we were celebrating, smoked last two joints, although we still had this huge bag of dope. So I decided, well, I'll give it to the South African couple because they were really sweet. Did the same thing that Paul did to me. So I was like, oh, because I knew they smoked because they were smoking some of ours. So I was like, hey, guys, um, I got a little something for you. Just gave them this big plastic bag. Like it didn't even look like we made a dent in it, really. And I was like, here you go. Merry Christmas. And they were just like, what? I mean, it's August. so. <laughs> but that's what Paul said to me when he gave it to me. So I was like, let's just pass this tradition going. They were super happy. It was a great night all around. And we thought, OK, we've had an awesome time in Uganda. Off to Zaire tomorrow. Well, you're going to have to wait till next week's episode next Thursday to hear if we did make it into Zaire because it was our last day on our Ugandan visa as well. Or did we become illegal aliens in Uganda? Take a wild guess. <laughs> and now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Okay, so first tip is about Senaliki National Park. It's about two hours from Four Portal. And as I said before, so it's a lowland tropical forest. There's 441 bird species there and 53 uh, mammals. There's four ethnic groups, including the Batwa Pygmies. So it sprawls across the floor of the Simliki Valley on the western side of the, the Ruwenzori Mountains. So it's one of Africa's most ancient and biodiverse forests. It's one of the few to survive the last ice age. So it's like 12 to 18,000 years ago. <laughs> and this area is much more like Central Africa rather than Eastern Africa. 
And there is some hot springs there too. So the park fees are $40 for adults and $20 for kids. And there's lots of things you can do there. Like where we were, <laughs> but this was 93, so things maybe have changed a little bit. They do have accommodation there now. So they have bandas, uh, which are around 25 a night for a double or about $18 for a single solo. And there's birding and nature walks, which are around $30. And if you wanted to... Perhaps meet the Batwa Pygmies, that's $10. And you can also rent a boat for $100 a day. And it, like I said, it's it's beautiful. I mean, all of Uganda is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but this area is really cool, especially like Ice Age, last of the Ice Age. That's awesome. Okay, tip number two about the Runzori Mountains. That park entrance is $35. And for a day hike, it's $50. And they have lots of different day hikes, including to see chimps as well. The Runzori Mountains are, yeah, Africa's highest mountain range. So it goes up to 5,100 meters. And yeah, they're known as Mountains of the Moon. I mean, I've seen photos and stuff. And I, I did go somewhere that's similar. So I get it. Like it is, you've never seen anything like it. It's it's amazing. And it's also the source of the Nile, like the snow, the glaciers from there is one of the sources of the Nile. So that's pretty cool. So nowadays, if you did want to do a seven-day hike, you're looking anywhere between $1,100 to $4,000 per person. But that includes everything, your gear, accommodation, food, guides, porters, all that. And if you wanted to do a day trek, it's there's lots of different day treks and then it's 50 bucks a day. Okay, and tip number three is about Lake Banyani. Which, as I said, it's near Kabali, so it's about eight eight hours from Kampala, or it's only two hours from Kigali in Rwanda. And I guess Lake Banyani is the second deepest lake in all of Africa, which is pretty cool. And yeah, that area is almost two thousand meters above sea level. It's, it's it's really beautiful area. It's like the, the the lush green mountain hills in the background, and like these little islands dotted around. And you can hire canoes for $18 for the day or motorized boats, $30. And they also have some nature walks and birding there too. So there's some more stuff you can do there than when I was there. <laughs> and obviously, I imagine that that handy cats craft school probably is still there too and then for solo female travelers i would say besides the bit of harassment from men which is fairly harmless when you're in a bar back home <laughs> the touch you get from guys about the same maybe added up a little bit more but most of the time you can't ignore it and besides that i felt very safe in uganda very nice people lots to see and do but if you ever wanted to do any of these walks or safaris or things like that in uganda and you're solo then you'll just put in with other people other travelers so you don't have to worry about that you don't have to pay any more so that's cool okay so i think that's about it before I go, just a little quick recap on the podcast journey, because I hit a goal last week, which is pretty cool. I've always wanted to get to at least 76 countries I have listeners from, and I'm at 77, because I've been to 76 countries. So that's pretty cool. I've reached one of my goals, you know, and I've been doing the podcast for about six months. So that I'm really happy. So thank you so much for listening. You guys rack. And I also did an interview, uh, another podcast which came out, I think, last week. It's called Alensi Radio. And I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to listen to that interview. So we're talking about history. So we're talking about a lot of places that I've been. Well, in Africa, is there a lot of historical times, but also a lot of the archaeological places I've seen. So it was a really good interview. It was good fun. So that's Alensi Radio. And then my top five countries this week is USA, Canada, India, Great Britain, and France. So once again, thank you so much for listening. All right, so we'll catch you next Thursday to find out what happened to us next. <laughs> All right, take care and safe travels one road at a time. <laughs>